Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Unmotivated Habits Podcast. I actually recorded this episode a couple of weeks ago, but I wanted to save it for the end of the month because we get into the habits and the goals we're looking forward to in 21. And this is also a special episode because my guest is Mike Lagna, who is a friend and a former co-worker. And I've wanted to have this chat with him for a while, regardless of whether or not it was you know, recorded or on the podcast because Mike is an all-star salesman, but he's an even better husband and father, which always impressed me so much when we work together because it's such a, a hard task to find that perfect balance. And that's not just in sales, but in any profession these days, especially, you know, how we're on the clock all the time and our our work inbox is pretty much on us all day in the form of our cell phone. So, um, yeah, I was always impressed with how he handled that. And on top of that, he's always focusing on his diet and his physical health. It's really incredible, which is why I wanted to talk to him about it. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode and, um, I hope maybe it gives you a spark of inspiration heading into the new year. So enjoy. And as usual, go and Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, just type in Unmotivated Habits. And uh, I will see you guys to start the new year. Michael Agna, it's a, it's a pleasure to talk to you again. I'm so excited to see your face. And uh, thanks for coming on the podcast. I've wanted to have you on the podcast for a long time. Now we finally get to do it. Well, the, the feeling is mutual to see you again, and I'm happy to to be here and, and, and doing the cast with you. I'm definitely excited about this, uh, uh, your series that you have out. I've been listening to your shows, and uh, it definitely makes the drive. And when I'm uh, out walking and doing things, uh, makes those the time fly by fast. So keep up the That's good That's why work. I do it. I appreciate that. And for a little background for people listening, uh, Mike and I worked together at the company I left just um, not long ago, about a month ago. And uh, I wanted to have him on because of, you know, everything we spoke about while I was there and his approach to sales and not just sales, but life. And I know you have the list of things you kind of want to cover. And um, I don't know if that was the order you wanted, but I was thinking, man, all of these go across one another. So yeah. um, I wanted to touch on everything. And you started with sales and health, mental and physical health. And we kind of were talking about it a little bit um, off air there, but you had such a great balance with work and your life at home. And it was a balance that I struggled with. It's, it's one of the reasons I got out of sales, but I know tons of people struggle with that balance between work and life and not just with sales, but any, any high pressure occupation. Um, for that matter. But what is, is that something you, you've you always had? Is that something you had to work towards? Is that some, like when you started in sales, was it that way? Uh, definitely no, because I, 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 I would say my career before sales, I you know, got out of school and I went to work in the restaurant business and that mm -hmm. was a really tough business. I mean, 18 hour days and you know, no, no lives, rocky relationships, rocky life, rocky lifestyle, late nights, you know, early mornings, you know, just, it wasn't healthy. And when I got into sales, I, I saw the freedom that sales would allow me to be in my life, you know, mentally, physically, and successfully for myself. Um, you know, and uh, I would say after going through the first couple of years of, of, of sales and uh, one of our colleagues, he told me, he's like, you know, it's going to take you three or four years to build up a territory, build up your clients, you know, make friends, you know, and, and get people to trust you and talk to you and, and be that reliable source. And once you get that, you start to feel good and you kind of get on the positivity train and you know, you can get up every day and talk to someone and not talk to answering machines or, you know, talk, you know, dial one, you know, hit zero, get the operator. You know, when you realize that you have a list of people's direct contacts and you're making those phone calls and you're actually being an active person for your company and contributing um, that's what kind of felt good, but then you also have to learn how to take care of yourself mentally and physically throughout life because the world doesn't promote that. 
you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things that, especially now we look at the, the time of the pandemic and we probably go in the rabbit hole through that too, but, <laughs> you know, uh, in the, in the last, since the pandemic started, my wife and I and myself have made it very clear internally in my mental health and, and her too, that we're not going to stop working on our mental and physical fitness because being held down and, 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 and not being able to see people and trying to be safe and, and being part of the community that way um, really uh, has tested the, the, the kind of your mental, mental toughness of what you could do on a daily basis. So kind of getting back to your question, it's definitely learned and it's always, and it's always going to be tested, especially through the time we're in now and through the last you know 10 years. And I wasn't always as healthy as I was am now that when I started at ADCO and I've had the rock roller coaster of up and down diets, different diets, you know, the, the, the yo-yo diets, if you will. And yeah. you know, then having the two kids, you know, you get off the plan because you, you know, it's now it's about survival mode. You know, you gotta, you gotta keep the kids alive, you know, and it's like, <laughs> yep. well, do I hit the gym or do I, you know, I, you gotta hold a baby, you know, you gotta feed the baby. You gotta, you know, so it's a balance between, you know, the, husband and wife helping each other out uh, to do that. And you start to think outside the box of people who might not have a partner to help them out. And, you know, you know, Margie and I are very active in, in trying to help or charity to, to single parents that, that need help in that realm, because it, it's, it's the coolest thing to be a parent, but it's also the hardest thing because it's the hardest job. Take work away. Um, that's why managing the health and the physical fitness over the last two years has been a very key important as I've gotten older uh, to fit that in every day of my life, no matter what. Uh, uh, so I'm healthy and, and happy for my family and friends and coworkers and people around me. Yeah. You almost have to make the, the health and fitness kind of, you have to make that an automatic thing so that you don't have to think about it. So you can focus your time and effort towards, um, your family first, then your job. And you don't have to um, worry about, man, how am I going to get my exercise in? How am I going to get a healthy meal? If you make that automatic over time, then it's just one thing off your plate. You don't think about it, I don't have the family yet to say that, but I'm sure soon. that's what it is. Soon. But the thing is, like, then you're not thinking about it during the day. Like, If you don't yeah. have a plan to get your workout in or your, or your mental health in, for the day, you know, you'll, you could be on a call with the customer in the back of your head, you know, it's almost like you're talking to Snoopy's mom. It's like, wah, wah, wah. you're just thinking yep. like, man, I really, I need to be, you know, squatting or lifting weights or, you know, going on a walk or doing something. So, you know, if you have your, your kind of your, your power list, which I've adapted to some of the, the, uh, the, the, the people that I admire and, and listen to on a daily basis, um, you know, you start checking those things off every day and you kind of know when you're going to get able to get at it or get your physical and mental health taken care of, you know, then you're not thinking about it. And I, my wife goes through the same thing. You know, we're always it's like, when are we gonna have the chance to work out? And typically in the Lagna household, it's, it's early mornings or it's the yeah. lunch hour. Yeah, that's tough. You, you really need to set a routine to do that in the morning. Cause you let that slip for, you know, a week and then you're just off track. I've yep. experienced that so many times. The, the body clock, the internal clock. I mean, when I traveled on the road, I mean, if I had to get to, if I was driving somewhere, first thing I would do after I checked in the hotel is go right to the gym, you know, yep. get a walk in, get a wait, you know, a wait session in, you know, not even check email. I just make sure I get it in after being in a car five, six, four, three hours, whatever it was. Yeah. It was just get there, get done, get out of that, that sitting motion. And, and, uh, you know, then I just check it off and I'm done. And then I go back to the, the room and you know, start, start doing whatever I need to be doing to be ready yeah. for the next day or that evening. So yeah. Start prepping for the, the next day, which is, man, that's sales. You don't really get to turn off. Um, and that's part of what I wanted to talk to you about and rewind to something you said earlier. Um, you were talking about, and this is for mental health. I think this is a important factor. Um, I, I read a book recently called bullshit jobs, and it was about so many people who who don't think they're contributing at all in their job and how the toll that takes on them. And you mentioned that like you, as far as sales go, you're, you saw yourself playing a key role at ADCO from the start. And I think that's, 
huge. And I being on the sales calls talking about uh, when you talk about how, you know, if, if something was slow, how you, you felt you were letting the company down or when things were good, you were just so happy to be doing it for the company, the people back at the office. How important is having that sense of purpose in sales? Not, I guess not just in sales. We, we know from a sales perspective, but there's a lot of people who are, are doing things on, they're just doing it automatically. They're calling people, but they, they don't have any heart behind it. How important is having that purpose behind what you do? It takes it. You're taking it to the next level. I mean, you're, you're, you, you actively, you know, you even to me, even getting to connect with a customer on a phone call, I consider it a win, you know, yeah. like I, it's just like, it's like, you know, you kind of get on, um, get that motivation and it, and it, and it feels good to contribute. I mean, it's, it's like, I'm, it's a weird feeling to feel, you know, just the connection with your customer as you're trying to build a relationship and, and make people build trust in you and show that you care about them. You know, when you get that opportunity, you know, it's a huge, it's so big to be able to be in front of people and see people. Um, you know, now it's a little bit, you know, again, change the dynamic of how you get to know people. Yeah. Um, you know, in sales, these Zoom calls and everything, it's like I, I turn my camera on all the time, no matter what. Even if it's internal with Adco people, I want people to see me. I want to see what they're doing. You know, but when when the customers don't turn their camera on, it's hard to understand. You know, kind of maybe who they're who you're looking at. What you know, especially if you've never met them before, and you can't you know use some of the key things as I picked up in the restaurant business, or even when you're in front of people, you know, you can kind of see maybe some photos, the college they went to. Um, yeah you know, just different, you know, they got running shoes on, you could ask them about physical fitness, you know, you just, it's just different cues that you pick up, but having that purpose behind what I do every day really comes through just getting that, that being part of the successful aspect of my career, which leads to being a success in my life at home. So it all kind of goes back. If, if I'm successful in my career, that means it, it's, bringing me to be able to do what I need to be doing at home too, to support my family. Um, so, you know, I, I just look at it as, you know, making 10 or 15, 50, 30 phone calls a day is that's just, uh, uh, I'm just doing it out of the, I guess the going through the motions. Yeah. But I feel that making those phone calls is definitely, there's a purpose behind every one of them because if I could connect with one or two or three people, um, who knows what that's going to bring in the long run, especially once they realize that you care and you, you're there to help them out and, and want to build that trust with them. Well, now it's funny you say that, like you, you get all your stuff done, you're successful at work and that carries over to the family. So as long as I've known you, um, you've, you've had that great work-life balance, but as long as I've known you, you've also been like a superstar salesman. So does that, successful family life rely does it does it rely on you being successful at work because there are there's downtimes in sales it's going to happen like it it's you can't really get around it how do you navigate those those times where you're not experiencing the success at work does that flow into the family life as well or, or have you been able to successfully you know bridge that gap and keep things smooth and happy at home um you know what i've been able to, to, to separate it uh there's That's i good. got a couple i have a couple rules that uh just recently as of the last couple months um come five o'clock five thirty, whenever the uh our kids get home from school uh cell phone kind of goes to the side goes to the wayside and I'm, I'm present with my wife and my kids yeah uh, because it's a minimal time between i get to see them from let's say five to eight and then they're going to bed and then after that, I could catch up with, you know, maybe some late night emails or, you know, get scrolling the social media or whatever, or, yeah. you know, but, uh, but typically I just turn it off. I mean, regardless of the action at work, um, the ups and downs are going to happen, as you say. And uh, I, I just really don't let that try to come into my, my home life. I mean, yeah, there's some days like if I get some big losses at work that, you know, definitely suck. And I might want to have an extra glass of bourbon at the end of the night. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but when you, and as you're going to realize here in the near future, you know, when you 
get that time to see your kids and you realize the ultimate purpose right now is just to be a dad and a husband. Um, that's, that's, that's where I know I have to be at that moment. Uh, yeah. and then the next day just kind of starts over again, groundhogs, they get up, take care of the kids and then <laughs> hammer down to work and, you know, get the workout in, do some reading. Uh, I find that if I am in downtime, uh, not downtime, but downwards in sales or I'm not, you know, hitting it or killing it that month or next month, I really try to hammer down on my reading too, just to educate myself on on personal development books, nonfiction books. And that kind of uh, is, is a new habit that I picked up from after this summer's uh, program that I did. Um, so for real, to answer your question, I try to turn it off because if I don't turn it off, then sometimes I see my wife doesn't turn it off from her yeah. work um, because when five o'clock hits for her time and her job, you know, she's had a bad day or a long day. Uh, I kind of have to be there to help her turn it off or make her feel good. And, and then uh, we both are there together with the kids to, to just be present with them um, yeah. no matter what, because a four-year-old and a nine-month-old have no clue if you didn't get a million dollars sale or you, <laughs> your boss is upset with you. You know, it's, it's choo-choos and race cars and trains and food and snacks. And, and yeah. you know, uh, it's just, it's one of those things that you, they don't care and they don't know. And the innocence of a kid is so beautiful to have around you, especially now, again, in the time that we're in, you know, they have majority of kids that, you know, my kids age, not the older ones, you know, George is four. Um, you know, you ask him what, what's going on in the world or what the sickness is. And he's like, I don't know. Yeah. And that's that's cool because it's like, he has no clue that there's all this, you know, crazy weird times that we're in. And, yeah. and I love and I love it. It helps keep me grounded in that situation. So uh, but no, to answer your question, I really five o'clock comes. The phone kind of gets put to the side. It's cooking and family time and just, you know, being present at that because I wish I didn't have to work. I wish my wife didn't have to work because you yeah. think about all the hours that a teacher or daycare or people get to spend with your kids and what you get to spend with your kids. It's it's. It's kind of it'll eat away at your brain if you start really. I'm thinking sure. About it. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> like, oh my God, these people see this kid four times as much as I do in a week, you know. So, you know, yeah. but you're still their best friend. You're still their hero, no matter what any teacher is in front of them longer. You're still dad. You're still mom, and uh, it, it's you just you want to keep that that being that hero for that per, that little that little kid. So, it's so I it's. Even if you like, even if you're new in this business or if you're new, I think it's still important to try to turn it off at five o'clock just for yourself um, or whenever, just to check out, clock out of work for the day. It just becomes that much more important with a family. But man, it's tough to do. Like, it, as much as I ever tried to do it, it was, it's hard, um, especially if you're uh, behind the eight ball. If you're not, if you're not at your quota, that makes it, like good luck turning it off. Yeah. Um, but it, it is possible. It is possible to do it because you learn that it helps with your success to be able to turn it off. A hundred percent agree. And if I gave any advice to like the 15 years ago, Michael Agna, single, not married, or anyone that's listening to this, like yeah, you have to do what Michael Garvey just said. And and my advice is just you got to have that downtime for yourself and your mental health and your physical fitness. You know, if you just live and die every moment for work and the next sale and you can't figure out what's in your head and your heart, I mean, it's just, um, that's success. Yeah. 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 Um, what you talk about winning the day though, you told me on the, on the, um, description here, one of the MF CEO powerless things that I'm not familiar with. I'm familiar with the 75 hard, but can you tell me a little bit about what, when the day is? So, yeah, so there was a podcast and I'm definitely a plug, you know, number one Oh seven on the MF CEO, Andy Priscilla's podcast. And he had Ben Newman on, uh, Ben Newman's another great, uh, person, uh, you know, motivator to follow, uh, influencer to follow, if you will. But what they, they've created is uh, they, they talk to the people that they help out, um, kind of a power list or a win the day list. Uh, and so it's like every day you write down five items that you want to accomplish every day and only five. 
Um, and they stress that because, you know, people are like, well, I'm going to do 20 or I'm going to do 25. It's like, well, is it realistic to get those done? So, you know, what it's teaching you to do is to stack up the wins, you know, every day. So if you get five things done that are a critical list on your list every day that you need to get done, whether it's make a phone call to a key customer, be present with your kids, uh, read every day, work out every day, go for a walk, um, get something done around the house that you need to, to get done. Uh, you know, you start checking those off and, you know, after five, 10, 15, 30 days and you have W's on every day, that motivation and momentum just keeps going. So, you know, and then the habits, and then once you start getting into habits, then you start replacing those key items that you do every day with new items that you want to add to the list. Uh, you know, it can be simple as just tracking food, you know, or, 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 or making sure you're getting, drinking a gallon of water in. You know, it doesn't have to be these very long, drawn out, uh, you know, your list, but it's kind of five key things that you need to get done every day, um, even through the weekend, you know, and it doesn't always have to be work related. You know, if it's something like, you know, learn how to fix the lawnmower, you know, something like that. I mean, just, you know, uh, it, it's just a really good thing for people to get in the habit. You know, you get your, you know, your, your book in front of you and you just kind of, you know, start making, think about the list of what you need to be done. There you go. And, 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 uh, you know, last week was uh, this lady I saw on social media, she changed her habits and her diet in May and she's down 50 pounds. And my, one of my power list goals was connect with her and tell her about protein, water, and calories. Because, uh, you know, a lot of people don't understand what I've learned in the last, um, you know, year of, of my kind of health, and education on what to do for, for just the human body is that protein, no matter what, if you're a vegan or a carnivore, that protein is such a huge factor in, in, in managing weight loss and building mm -hmm. and sustaining muscle mass. Um, and it's, it, I'm slowly starting to help people who are seeing my successes kind of understand that they've seen how I've learned the process and now they're buying it. But again, you know, the power list is, a, is just a little thing that can make a huge difference. And it, it made me think about even uh, your last podcast with, with Johnny Crowder and, and kind of the mm -hmm. things about, you know, the, the mental health and, 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 you know, reading and touching base on that stuff. Um, you know, just to read every day or just to figure out something for yourself that's on that power list to be good for yourself every day, one or two things. Uh, it's just, again, you just start stacking little wins personally and professionally uh, in your life. So I, I love that idea. And I love that you mentioned, uh, just five, like for me, I, I start to get, I did this this weekend. I made the mistake of, um, what I did was I made a list of things I'd been procrastinating and it was like 10 things long. I was like, all right, it's the weekend. I can get it done. You, you were, you have that list that's 10 items long. You're just not going to do it. I don't know what it is. But it's something that overwhelms me and then I don't end up doing any of them or I'll do yeah. one of them. But if you keep it short and when you're writing that list down, because I do that as well. When you're writing that list of things you want to get done for the day, you can kind of feel if those tasks are something like, you know what? I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to get yeah. all those done. So check, yeah. take some of them off, put something a little easier on there. And for me, what it does is it gets me in a mindset of, um, you know what, I need to do this, I need to do this. What's that thing my wife has been asking me to do for two weeks that I keep for, oh, put that on the list, I'm going to get that done. And slowly but surely, like, you just start checking things off, you get in a, a rhythm, you get in such a good groove. And I think something people don't understand is, like going back to that episode with uh, John and Crowder, if you're in a rut, that list can include, you know what, I, I'm going to take a shower today. I haven't showered in three days. Yep. I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to take a walk around the block. I'm going to cook myself a meal. Like It can be small simple. things, just so, super small, simple things just to get the ball rolling. And over time, that, that list, you, the, the power list, it'll just become such a, a key thing to – it. 
it really just those small it goes right along with this flat the unmotivated habits philosophy just getting those small things done it it gets you on a roll that you've been on it for how long now you're just you've been cruising with all these habits for a while now since i've known you over a yeah over a year and a half and yeah and the key thing with the powerless is you don't want to put something on your list that you can't accomplish in a day no. what it's teaching you is 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 the prep for the, the long-term win right and like understand what it takes to get to the long-term win you know putting like to make i think andy or ben said it like make a million dollars like that's not yeah. a win the day power list item you know it's just mm -hmm. it, it, you could maybe put an action item to how to get to the million dollars like what do i need to do for my brand for the day or what do i need to do for myself and my job for the day to yeah. get to that million dollars so it's you know it's realistic goals for the day it's not big long-term goals that's what i guess they in the, the world people say you're you know your whiteboard your your goal your your goal board or what I, I yeah uh, uh, your vision board kind of vision board you know that's yeah. that's that's where you could put your big goal to and then your win the day your five points that you could do you know you could be little items to get to those big goals on your vision board so that's a key thing with the kind of the win the day the power list is it has to be action items that are are, are something that's achievable within that twenty four hour period. Yeah. And it's, that's something that'll keep you on. Like you'll do it. If you start achieving those goals, you'll do it every day. It's not something you'll, you'll give up on. And, um, that I did want to talk about the 75 hard too, because that kind of ties in because I did an episode with my brother where we talked about, um, 30 day challenges and how I don't like 30 day challenges because I don't think it's enough time to set anything in stone. And I think it's something that that lends itself to just falling back into bad habits once you've, if you've, if you crush it for 30 days. And I did this recently. I had my sober October and then uh, I crushed it for all of October. And then I just kind of fell off in November, just like took it easy. Yeah. 75 hard. It's achieve. It's, it's hard goals, but achievable goals. And if you can do it for 75 days, that's enough to create some sustainable change. And I wanted you coming out the back end of it. I wanted to see like how how that has how you've maintained it and how how it was for you. And can you explain to people what seventy five hard is first? No problem. Yeah. So seventy five hard is a mental toughness program. It's it's a uh, uh, it's not a challenge. Andy Frisella will tell you it's not a challenge. It's a free yeah. program. He developed it for people to kind of get out of the rut and, and, and work on their mental health and, and mental toughness. Um, the physical attributes are a byproduct of what 75 hard is by, by all means. Um, what it's teaching you to do is that um, first that everyone I talk to about it is like, Oh man, I don't know how I'm going to do the outside workout, you know? And, and I'm like, you know, it's going to be cold or it's going to be rainy or it's going to be super hot outside. Well, the 75 hard, it's teaching that conditions aren't always going to be ideal. You're not always going to be in San Diego and have 70 and sunny and be working out outside. Um, so if you have to go outside, you know, especially here in the Midwest or on the East Coast where you live uh, in the middle of winter, January, February, you know, those walks or those workouts, you know, the outside walks are going to could be pretty blistery and pretty yep. tough on you mentally. But it's 45 minutes. It's a drop of water, and you know, in the bucket, if you will. Um, but 75 hard, again, the mental toughness program is, uh, two workouts a day, 45 minutes minimum. One has to be outside or they could both be outside. Mm -hmm. it, um, they can't be back to back. So you can't just go in your gym and then go for a walk. Uh, you have to separate them. It has to be separated. I think they say about an hour or so, um, read 10 pages from a nonfiction book, a self, uh, like a self-help book, uh, education book. Mm -hmm. um, drink a gallon of water a day, uh, take a photo of yourself every day. And, uh, so two workouts, read water, no alcohol, no alcohol, no cheap meals and stick to a diet plan. So, um, we started right after Margie's and my birthday in July. So midsummer boating season, Margie and I are boaters. We got wakeboard boat. We wake surf every weekend, even during the week. And it was the first couple of times going on the boat and not, you know, cracking open a, a cocktail or doing something. 
was a little weird, but it's also mm-hmm. a win at the same time. It was like I, you just you get in that zone that you're just kind of trying to crush your crush these daily tasks and you know they there there's an app for it so you could check it off so as you check things off you feel the win for it but yeah. you know like take the picture of yourself a day are you going to see an instant change every day no but what it's teaching you to do is to to do minor tasks every day no questions asked so when you look at day one you look at day 75 and you follow the program you don't see a drastic change you definitely didn't do it right <laughs> you know that's that i mean it's definitely you're, you've been cheating on your meals you yeah you're not getting enough sleep you know, it, you just, you're definitely haven't done it right. If, if, because once you cut booze out and you stick to a diet plan and you work out twice a day, there's really no way that your body transformation and your mental health can't get any better if you stick to this plan. Um, it's tough. I, I think first two weeks, you're kind of like, yeah, this is good. Uh, you know, you get to like week two or four, you know, it's kind of like you're just getting through it. You're going through the motions, you know, you're, you're logging your food, you're checking your food, you're sticking to your diet. Um, we saw, and, and Andy will talk about this on his podcast is the one on the AF when he re, redid the MFCEO podcast on it. Yeah. Um, he talks about like day 50 to like day 59, that, that kind of time span when it's just like, it, you're, it's trying. I mean, it's, it's tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it's like, you know, you're, you start thinking, should I change up my workouts or change up my routine or when can I get this in? And when you're traveling, you know, being committed to it, you know, you have to, you just have to figure out when to get it in, um, get the workouts in. So, you know, but 75 hard, the the program, and it's, that's phase one of four phases that there is, because there's phase two, phase three, and phase four that all go along with it, that are all in the same premises, but every phase that goes forward to add something new to it. And we haven't gone into the next phases yet. And that's going to be, I think, beginning of January, Margie and I are either going to do 75 hard again or go into phase one because the next three phases are 30 days, but there's new things added to it. Like the next phase, you have to take a five minute cold shower every day. Yeah. So, you know, well, they I talk love that. that. I love yeah, that. Yeah. So it's like, how do you incorporate that? You know, do you start with the hot or do you just go right into the cold? Yeah. And you have to sit there, you know, take that cold shower. Whereas, if I fast forward to the, the one of the last things they add to it is the last phase, there's no questions asked. You have to go up and talk to a stranger for, and, and, and connect with a stranger for like at least, I think they say five minutes or something like really? that. Really? Yeah. So it's like, it doesn't matter where you are, what you're doing. You have to connect with someone and just talk to them and have that conversation and get outside of your comfort zone of kind of being an, if you're an introvert, to be an extrovert, um, yeah. which is, you know, to me, it's not hard. I mean, I was, I was getting glasses and contacts, and this this guy came in to pick up some glasses for his wife, and he just sat down. And I started talking to him, you know, and just yeah. like you know, the human human connection is you know, people want majority of people want to talk to people, and and um, but it's a great program. Uh, it definitely taught me how to balance to get all that stuff in and done, especially you know having and being present with my kids uh during during that uh during that time what was your of all of those things you have to do during it what's your favorite part of it the outside workout outside workout yeah yeah uh it was it was it was funny because it was in the middle of the summer but we probably had like maybe in the whole 75 days like six days of walking in the rain like thunderstorms and that was really cool and so that's why we want to do it again in January is to be out in the cold and the elements. Um, my second favorite thing, probably actually my first favorite thing. I like the outside workout. It was, it was real fun um, just to make sure I was outside and, and doing things, but reading, I was never a reader until I started 75 hard. I was going to read. what did you read? What book did you read during 75 hard? Um, I read a book. The first book I read was Relentless by Tim Grover. And Tim Grover was uh, 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 Kobe Bryant, uh, Michael Jordan's personal trainer. Like uh, I've read that and, one. And, and so that was a great book. Um, Automatic Millionaire, uh, which is a book about that just teaches you how to, to automatically save money. And so you're not thinking about it. Another good book. Um, I read The Dichotomy of Leadership by uh, Jocko. That which one is, uh, friend, yeah. I love that one. Uh, That's a great one. 
Uh, customer uh, customer satisfaction is worthless. Customer loyalty is uh, priceless. And that's, um, who was that? That was uh, Jeffrey Gitmore. I downloaded that one on your uh, recommendation, but I haven't I haven't listened to it yet. I have it on my Audible queue. That that one is uh, I'm I spread the word on that one to anyone who's in sales or customer service um, mm -hmm. religiously now. And then the book that I started reading at the end of seventy five hard was this book Lynchpin, which sounds very familiar to the book that you're reading right now. It's about Basically, you said you that one book you're reading is about not having purpose with your work. Um, yeah, yeah. This one is how you become a linchpin for your company and like an artist in your trade of what you do, so you stand out. Um, so it's another. It's a weird read, but it's really good. It's not like any of the other books that I read, um, but it's definitely uh, this. This book's really good. I'm about wrapping it up and then uh, gonna move into uh, the No Ordinary Dog book, which was the the Malinois, the Dutch, the Dutch Shepherd that was on the SEAL Team Six uh, uh, that went in and took down. I think it was uh, one of the terrorists. So, so that's my next book. So this, so seventy five hard really was like a spark for your reading. It seems like for reading these these books, like that's been for me. I don't know when it's something sparks me in that same way, and it's just been a game changer. So audiobooks, physical books, podcasts. I was never a big reader either, but I feel like most of the I feel like most of my education in life has come after high school, after college, just in these past, you know, 10 years or so on my own. And I feel like so many people just stop at some point. They stop learning at some point. And yep. it's such a mistake. It's such a mistake to think that you know, your time for learning and, and gaining new knowledge is over. Well, the one thing with 75 hard is you actually have to read a physical book. And there's two reasons. I like that. that. I like that. Is that as you start chipping away at the book, as you get down to the end of the book, you start seeing the wind. Yeah. You get to the end of the book, you know, cause when you're on an audible book or your audio book, you know, it's going through, you're listening, you're learning. It's definitely great. I listen to a lot of audio books myself. Um, but it's that subconscious win of getting to the last page of the book and closing it. And it, it's just one of those things that Andy mentions in the, in the, in the, in his, in the program of why you have to physically read it. And, and I've seen when he started the program where people are kind of getting, they were questioning, well, why can't I do the audiobooks and everything like that? Sorry. Um, why can't I do the audiobooks? And he, and he made it very clear that, there's there's no exceptions to this. Like if you don't do it, you have to start over at day one again. Yeah. There's there's no exceptions to the program. You know, if you forget to take a picture of yourself, day one. Oh. You know, it's yeah, it's it's if you don't read if you read nine pages, day one. It's you you, you have I mean, I finished at a book and I literally started another one because I didn't get my ten pages in. Yeah. So, you know, you you have to, you know, it, it it's one of those things. It's if you don't finish it, you start over again. And, um, you know, luckily I didn't think I was going to make it through the first time in the beginning. Uh, but I think after the first 30 days, it just became automatic of what we needed to do. My wife was in it with me and, uh, we both got through it. We both, we both did it first go around. Um, yeah. but as you know, you follow the hashtags and the, the program on Instagram or the people, but yeah, the, because that's kind of where Andy posts all this stuff about it. Yeah, the, the 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 wins that people are getting out of this program are great. And actually, Andy said he wasn't going to stop doing seventy five hard until the pandemic is over. And I think he's in his the third session of seventy five hard right now. Uh, since Damn. he started March fourteenth, and he's just been repeating it over and over and over and over again. I think with a couple days off, he said he took. But um, I mean, he's he's. He's one of the main influencers and people that I listen to that has really helped me change my life and and learn a lot about uh, uh, myself. Um, ben Newman, another one, and then Ed Milet, another another great one. Uh, you know, David Goggins, Cam Haynes, just, oh, just yeah. people just kick ass every day in their life. Um, you know, and I figure if you surround yourself with that knowledge and that information that people are coming at you with 
you start to want to do that for other people around you. So well, um, the way I look at it is, you know, they say they say like you're you are the the culmination of the the people you surround yourself with, and these days it's really hard to surround yourself with anyone. Um, you have your the people you work with, you have family you talk to regularly, but we have an opportunity to those people we surround ourselves with these days can be these podcasters who are are just preaching these positive messages and the seventy five hard and David Goggins, Cam Haynes. Like if you are listening to them all the time, if that's your entertainment, that's who you're surrounding yourself with, and you can't help but become a better, more complete, well-rounded person. That's the way yeah. I've, that's what I've found. Well, you, you surround yourself by the, the people you kind of want to be and admire to be that type of person. And, yeah. uh, you know, especially nowadays, it's not like you go out in public and really be around people right now. So you've got to do it virtually. And um, whether you ever get to meet these people or talk to them, you know, if they connect with you, through the screen and makes you a better person for the people around you. Uh, it's contagious. I mean, I yeah. got it. I got four people right now um, that are all getting ready to probably jump on this, the 75 hard program. And one of the, one of them was just like, I need this. And I'm like, I can't tell you what you need, you know, <laughs> but you know, like if you feel you need it and you could do it, I yeah. said, you come out the other end of this program you're going to have that mentality of being unstoppable. And, um, you know, let's, I'm now out of the program two months now, I think it was September, end of mm -hmm. September, we finished. Uh, so October, November, December, uh, definitely slacked off a little bit, you know, like day one of being done. I mean, I, I, I ate some food. I mean, I picked yep. out, I mean, there was things that I haven't had in half for like two, two and a half months. And, I know you're um, waiting for the bourbon. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So it definitely my food, the food intake got in the way of the bourbon because my buddy was like, "Hey, you can have another drink." I'm like, "I can't fit anything else. I, I'm so full. I can't eat anything." Yeah. But literally after that day, I realized I was like, "I want to keep going." You know, it was like yeah, I just didn't feel like stop. I needed to stop. You know, so you know, it was like I kept drinking water, a gallon of water a day. Kept working out twice a day. You know, being outside. Uh, reading every day, following the diet plan. Uh, really, when you don't eat bad, or when you eat bad, when you don't eat bad food and you stay healthy and you're eating whole foods and nutritious foods, and then all of a sudden you have, you know, I guess a cheat meal or even a cheat day, um, it doesn't feel so good. You know, no. I mean, it's it might taste good, but uh, kind of the, the the hour afterwards or something, you just it, it it's just. You, it's now in your head that it's head in your body physically that your body craves the the nutrition, the right nutrition to be healthy and be successful. Um, whereas, you know, what I've learned through uh, the group at, uh, at first form is the protein and calories and water, you know, making sure I'm getting in the food because I remember the, my advisor told me, he's like, if you don't eat enough calories, you're never going to lose weight. And he yeah. was like, I didn't understand these. I'm like, I'm like, so you want me to eat all this food and I'm going to get, I'm going to lose weight. He's like, trust me, trust the process. So I was eating, you know, the five meals a day or, you know, getting into five, uh, five protein times a day or whatever it was. And, um, I saw my weight start to go down and my strength go up. Uh, and so again, vegan carnivore, I don't care. You know, if you're trying to maintain or get to a weight, you know, they preach protein, calories, and water, you know, yeah. get the protein in, you know, if you want to be 200 pounds, you know, you got to start trying to eat 200, 200 grams of protein every day. And realistically, unless you're a cook and you have a, a, a grocery store in your house, you know, the only way to really get that in is through supplements and protein powders and bars and shakes. And, uh, you know, cause that's a lot of chicken or it's a lot of tofu or it's a lot of, vegetables with protein yeah. that you need to get in a day uh which is you know like i told you that one lady i wanted to talk to i just wanted to tell her hey if you have a goal in mind start looking at your protein intake every day you know find yeah. a way to track it find a look at how you how, how you need to see what you need to be eating 
Um, but the 75 hard program really pushed me to the next level of, you know, of what I, I need to be doing every day to, to take care of my mental and physical health. And uh, the physical side of it's been just the byproduct of the, the mental side of it, which was a huge success for myself and for my wife. And I think for anyone who's done it or is doing it and going through it right now. How important do you think the tracking is? Because for me, I think tracking is just enormous when it comes to um, improving anything. But I think a lot of that 75 hard, a lot of the progress that you see because you're tracking it, I think that helps tremendously versus just doing it and, and you know, I'm going to eat better. I'm going to exercise more. If you're not tracking it and you're not seeing results, it makes it that much harder. Tracking is accountability. And it, it, you know, if you, if you, if you eat it, you should track it. Yeah. You know, that's, that's like, it, it, even if you're not on the program and you just want to see what you're taking in every day, you're like, well, we'll all have an extra wheat then, yeah. you know, well, extra wheat then every day, you know, that could be uh, extra serving by the end of the week, you know, and it's, you start looking at calories in for the week versus the day. So if you're winning the day with your calories and you're tracking, you're going to win the week. So it's a subtle way to kind of win the long-term goal by tracking every day. Is it easy? No. Um, but the apps that are out there to, to track food, um, if you stick to a program and you're just eating the same thing every day or, you know, your breakfasts are very similar, you can save those meals and copy and copy and paste, copy and paste. Yeah. They make it very easy to not be tedious. But for someone who's starting, it you have to get through that first month, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, and if you get through the first month, then it just becomes simple. Uh, but if you eat it, you track it, and and then yeah, I mean, to the point like where I'm at now, I, I'm a creature of habit. I mean, if I don't Me track too. a day, if I don't track a day, I know what I've I put in my body. I know where I'm at, my protein, my fats, and my carbs. Yeah. And I think it's, I think a major thing that I've learned through a lot of people that I follow and, and about physical and health is that I don't think the average person could tell you the calories and a fat and a carb and a protein and even know what those are and, and what they're made up of and actually how to read a nutrition label correctly. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and to understand that is a huge way to be successful with your, with your intake of your food and your tracking. Um, yeah, because I, there was a point in my life I'd look at the back of a label and be like, "What grams? Bro, yeah, calories to two thousand calories in a day? Like, Does it taste this? good? You know, yeah, <laughs> you know, and 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 understanding that you know how many servings are in a bag, um, you know, it's not one serving per bag or per yeah. item that you're eating. Uh, so it's it's very it's very key to learn those two things. Is, Tracking your food and understanding, I guess, the term, the macros, if you will, yeah. of what you're putting in your body. And especially when it comes to carbs and dietary fibers, because that that's kind of even gets weird, too, because you can see your carbs and then you minus out your dietary fibers. And that's kind of your true carb load of what you're eating. But a lot of the apps will take an accountable account of that, that math for you. So, it, but it tracking just, is huge. It also just gets you into the habit of people what I hear a lot now is mindful eating. It gets you in the habit of mindful eating. You're not just grabbing things and putting it in your mouth. You're thinking about everything you're eating um, because you're going to stop and think, how is this going to affect my, my diet? How is this going to affect my body? And you start to think, you know, where did this come from? Like all of it, you start to think, you start to think about food as more than food. You start to think of yep. it as an energy source. Um, is this That's what it is? I'm, I'm eating chicken. Is this good chicken? Is it like you start to think of everything? And at that for me, I I track more than just food. I track everything. Like I have a an app where like, did I meditate today? Did I take my vitamins today? Did I get my steps today? Um, it's funny you mentioned the cold showers. That's going into 2021. That's going to be one of my goals is to do the Wim Hof breathing, which comes with uh, the cold showers. So I'm going to be doing that. I'm trying to create my cool. own kind of, uh, not 75 hard, but my own kind of program to follow. Yep. I'm going to tweak it and test it. Um, but one thing I do differently, and I know it's, 
I know it's just 75 hard is different because it's very specific. Like you miss it, you start over and there's a reason for that. But for me in my personal life, I have a rule where the things I'm tracking, uh, I, I call it a successful week if I did, if I got, if I hit six of seven days that week, because I forget things sometimes yeah. and I need to be like a little bit easy on myself because I'll be dev. If I make it like seven, it's seven days a week or you fail and I forget and miss a day. Oh, it just puts me off track. Yeah. So for habits, I'm generally trying to form. I give myself some leeway. I can miss one day, but you can, you cannot miss two days in a row because that's yeah. when it's going to slip. Yeah. And it's been very helpful. That's been, that's been a good thing for me. I had the other day I made steak for dinner and Marty's like, I get two ounces and I sliced up two ounces of steak and she looked at me and it was like, that's, that's it. I'm like, Hey, you ate that food earlier in the day, you know, and you're tracking your food and you're sticking to the plan. I go, this is what you get, you know, but she had a mountain yeah. of vegetables and, and rice that she needed to eat because her protein was already squashed for the day. Yeah. But, you know, again, that sense of the win and getting through it, you know, you don't want to beat yourself up, but definitely 75 hard will put you in that. I mean, I've, we've seen people and we followed people, you know, in the the 60 day area where they forgot to do something. And it's like Ugh. back to day one, you know, yeah. like that's, that's tough. I mean, I don't, Margie and I talk, I think the most thing that ate me up at the end of 75 hard was the last probably three weeks. And I was hoping I wasn't going to get COVID-19. Yep. And if I, and I kept thinking, I'm like, if I get COVID, not just me, Margie and I were both thinking, if we get COVID, can we get through the day and get our tasks done? Like, yeah. can we do our walks? Can we, you know, would, would we get it so bad that we would be down and out or, you know, what condition of COVID would we get? But that was like, that was probably what ate me up the most at the end was, was trying not to be around people to not get COVID-19, to get through the program. Realizing though that if the plan, God's plan or the world's plan was for me to get COVID and I had to start over again, I'd figure it out and start over again. But, yeah. you know, you get so far and you got this pandemic going on. It was just, it was in the back of our heads every day. You know, we'd wake up and, and uh, you know, you get some of this, the end of the summer, uh, sneezes and coughs and allergies you're like Fuck, yep. that's it. That's it. <laughs> no. you know like yeah so well, i can an i can answer that for you because i ran uh i ran like almost every day this year the first day i missed a day i it was definitely because of covid um it was in march and it was right after pack expo east where you know i had to shake end of February, I had to shake a bunch of hands, talk to a bunch yep. of people, go out to dinners. Um, I caught something and I was in bed for about three days. And it's the first, I, I went out for a run the one day and it felt like my feet were cinder blocks. I couldn't, I got a mile and I just turned around and walked home. I couldn't do it. The next day I yeah. set out, like I, I set out to run because like I want to run every day, but it, it was so bad that I said, you know what? I can't do it. This is not good for my health. I need to be in bed sleeping right heal. now. Yeah, you got to yeah. fix yourself. And I'm sure so many people encounter that in 75 hard. It's just got to suck. Just uh, get the flu or something. Like you you can't go on. You got to start over. Yep. Yep. And that's just part of the – and that's part of the program. Whereas, you know, you look – again, it's one bad thing about the program, but at the same time, the – getting getting it in and doing it for yourself um you know you got to start over i mean that's sometimes conditions aren't always ideal and that's that's like the main thing behind it is you yeah. know sometimes you got to start over in life and you got to figure it out and get through it and do it again and do it again um you know i, I think one thing that 75 hard really taught me is is that uh i never thought i had a drinking problem or you know uh, <laughs> or anything like that but um it made me feel and understand that anything that's addicting, I could, I could totally put to the side and not even think about it. Um, yeah. You know, cause I've, I've not always been the, you know, the healthiest person in the world. Uh, but I had a lot of friends that are, you know, that were like, so you're not going to drink for 75 days. I'm like, yeah, it's a, it's a moment in time. And now it's even, I, I, I barely do now, you know, and uh, you know, it's, 
maybe one or two on the weekends, but it's not like, uh, uh, I realized in my life, I, I, it's not their control. It never was controlling me where I thought it might've been, but, uh, again, it's just one of those things that taught me that booze and, and alcohol and, uh, other stuff. I just, I, I could set aside for a while and I don't need it. And, yeah. uh, I just get more satisfaction out of accomplishing my day's wins and goals and, and going back full circle is being around my family and my kids. So, yeah, I had that same feeling these past couple of years doing the sober October, just the amount of people, my brothers and friends that I'd reach out to, to say, Hey, you want to join me in doing this? And they'll, they're probably listening to this. So uh, I'm not trying to call you guys out, but I'm kind of calling you guys out. Um, <laughs> The amount of responses I get that is like, no way, it's football season. I can't go <laughs> thirty days without drinking. Yep. I always think, you know, that might be uh that might be a problem. It might be yep. a little bit of an issue. So maybe look into that a little bit. Um, it's true. Sorry. I mean, Andy talks about it, you know, birthdays, weddings, holidays, yep. Hallmark holidays. Everything and anything could get in the way of seventy five hard. There's no time that you could schedule to start this program um to make it convenient it's not supposed to be convenient there's, no. there's one kid i was talking to this morning he's like well i'm going to colorado skiing and snowboarding or whatever and uh and then he's going to be in florida i'm like so there's probably a gym or somewhere at your hotel work out for 45 minutes or go snowboarding and track it for 45 minutes yeah and then take your girlfriend on a walk and take photos for 45 minutes because you're, you're a photographer walk 45 minutes and get and take photos while you're walking and he's like he's like see there's always a silver line and you can always find it for me i'm like again (laughs) there's there's ways to get it in the the problem with society it seems sometimes the weakness of the mind is you're instantly trying to to flight you know like how can i get out of being uh uncomfortable right and and it's like sometimes being uncomfortable is what makes you a better, stronger person mentally and physically. Um, you know, I, I tell Margie, I used to love leg day. And now as I've gotten stronger, it's like, I, I just, I, I don't like doing leg day because yeah. I usually can't walk up the stairs by the time I'm done. Yeah, um, it's but it's fun. all relevant as you get stronger. You know, I mean, uh, it's just one of the, out of all my workouts, leg day is definitely not my favorite anymore. Or it used to be. So, but, uh, I think it's funny that you mentioned, uh, your buddy said, see, you always find the silver lining. Cause I get that all the time. Oh, here you go. Always looking at the bright side of things. Um, I think that that mindset comes along with all this stuff. Like you definitely are just, you have a more positive outlook on things and that's, that's a, a great side effect of all this. And I, something we did touch on, but I wanted you to, uh talk like a little bit more about before we go is like your family and your why because you know me i'm about to have a family of my own and i wanted to talk about how that changed things for you how that changed not only work but life you know i'm sure it changed everything the day my son was born um i was in the room uh and i got to hold him first and i i cried I mean, it, from that moment forward, I understood what my purpose was, was to take care of this little man and my wife and be what I signed up for with my marriage and my vows and and, and to exceed those. It made me think of my mom and my dad. Uh, it made me realize what I wish I didn't do to them as I was growing up and that my son was probably going to do to me. Um, it just really answered uh, and, and and gave me that that direction and the purpose to kind of exceed uh, my expectations of what a husband and a father uh, needs to be, and hopefully someday a grandfather. Uh, and then when my daughter was born in April, and you know, uh, middle second month of COVID or whatever of the pandemic. Uh, you know, it was, it was the same feeling again. It's like, um, just fell in love with her instantly and understood that now I have a girl and I, I understand, 
now the kind of all the girl dad comments that are out there and um you know protect your princess and and all that stuff and uh you know i had a sister so i i was the younger brother but i always was was there for her and uh you know would protect her if i could um but the minute that child hits your arms your your purpose in life really just becomes uh your family and again the people that don't have that feeling or or or, or might have not had their, their dad and their mom or or being separated you know you or just in a different type of background um there is a purpose in life uh regardless of that regardless if you have a kid or if you don't have a kid um you being on the planet you do serve a purpose to being here um so whether you have a family or you don't uh maybe it's your neighbor you need to be nice to or, or help out with um again I, I just kind of think about you know I'm blessed in my situation. I've been very lucky to to have my parents growing up, um, and I'm going to be blessed to, to hopefully continue to give that to my kids. Uh, you know, my wife lost her dad um, 17 years ago, so she, it was an unfortunate um, situation. But you know, you have to understand that uh, you're here for a reason on Earth, whether you're uh, religious or not, you're, there is a meaning behind you. And I think Crowder talked about it on the podcast too, that we're all here to do something. Yeah. Um, and, and I really enjoyed that podcast and it, it, it made me think about my purpose of being for my family and I could lose my job. I could, you know, lose all my house, my cars, um, but one thing I know no one's going to take away from me is my family and my brain, uh, you know, and, and that's that's kind of what I live on. Um, they, they could take it all from me. And my dad taught me that, you know, they yeah. can't take away your family and your education or, or, or things that you love around you, uh, you know, human connections around you that you love. Um, so uh, I can't wait for you to experience it because it, it really it's a it's such a life changing moment that the minute your 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 daughter you hold that girl i mean it's it's over here you the, the the previous michael garvey is now a new michael garvey and it's, I, it, I it's instantly changed yeah i look forward to that i can't wait for it and i like, can't wait for I, it for you either i think about all the things that's already changed about me before she's even gotten here like starting this podcast i i like my wife's pregnancy forced me to think about things like I want to, I want to do things I'm passionate about that have meaning behind them that my daughter will be proud of me for. And I want to leave that legacy behind. And, and it just, it forced me to start new things and branch out and, and actually, you know, seeing and holding her, I'm sure I'm going to be like, I thought those feelings were strong. Yeah. I didn't know. I had, I had no idea. Well, it's going to emphasize everything else and it's going to make you, you know, be a better dad, a better husband, uh, and a, a better human um, in your work and personal life and family life. It really just, if you go down that path and, and hopefully, you know, you, you stick with the, the way you're positively motivated. And I know everyone in the world doesn't have a lot of the mentalities that we do or have been are blessed with right now, but believe me and, and you, we've had our struggles. Oh yeah. Um, you know, we could take another, couple hours and talk about them but uh you know those are the things you have to learn to control and and, and put in the, the back seat and and stay on the on the winning side of life and the winning side of your brain or the positive yeah. side of your brain so yeah and and we we actually should do a podcast on that eventually on on turning the negatives into positives because you can certainly do that and find those silver linings and look at all the good that negative situations have brought um yeah, we'll set that up. <laughs> we'll set that up yeah. for a different time. Maybe get some whiskey for that one. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, that would help. And I think we should plan on doing like, are you doing the 75 hard this upcoming year? Yeah, we're starting it. Uh, there's, there's, we're going to start it uh, right in January. Um, right. So, again, we wanted to get into uh, – basically, we want to get out in the, the elements, you know, uh, because like I said – we, we only got rained on and stormed on a couple, you know, maybe a week out of the whole 75 hard, you know, through the summer. 
um, of when we were able to get our outside workouts and like, you know, some of the times we wanted to be outside, but you know, it just wasn't conducive to getting outside at that time. Yeah. But, um, but being on the cold is cool and it'll be challenging, especially January, February. So yeah, January, beginning of January, we'll be starting there. I think there's a small group of us that are going to be starting it. Uh, so we're excited about it. Um, I know Margie's definitely ready to get back at it. Uh, she's definitely been sticking to, uh, the program and tracking and, and watching her help and she's doing a great job. And, uh, yeah. I definitely know she, she, she loves where she's at right now too. So well, we should aim for, uh, maybe doing like a, getting you both on at the end of that 75 days for a recap. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd love to awesome. hear about that, and uh, I'm going to be doing my own thing, so I'll I'll keep you. Uh, we could, I could recap that as well. So I'm going to set my own thing up for January. I'll let you know what it is too. So um, it's definitely going to include some cold showers, and uh, I want to get something going on the website so people could follow along. Maybe do it, have some accountability as well. But yeah, yeah. We'll set that up. and we're uh, definitely excited. We're definitely excited to do it. You know, it's just it's one of those things that. Uh, you know, why not? You know? Yeah. <laughs> why not is right. That's why I do most things. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where can, uh, where can people find you and follow you for this stuff? So, uh, definitely on Instagram at, uh, it's, it's Michael's picks 78. So Michael's plural picks 78. And then, uh, I'm on Facebook, Michael Agna. Uh, and those are the only two places that I really had in my social media. So, um, you know, follow me on Instagram, you know, ask questions away. I'm, I'm definitely here to lend an ear if you guys need to talk or, or want to connect. So, um, yeah. you know, just mention, uh, ask away and I'll be there to help you guys out. I'll so, put those links in the description of it as well. Yep. Michael Lagna, thank you for coming on the podcast. Super pumped. This was great. And I guess we'll be talking again in like, you know, 90 days or so. Yeah, that's, you know, one reason why we wanted, another reason why I want to do it in January is because we come right out in March and that's where we're going to pull the boat out of storage and then start you nice. know, hopefully boating season again. Awesome. So uh, maybe we'll we'll do the podcast live from the boat, a little wake surf session behind it. <laughs> I'll have a little girl. It might be a little tough at that point. Yep. Hey, you know what? Hey. Uh, both of our kids uh, were on the boat in the belly and on in their little buckets with their life jackets on. You know, the whole, I mean, we just they right got away. used to it, but oh yeah, yeah. Nice. One thing I can give you advice is don't stop being who you and your wife are. Your kids are an extension of you, and take everyone's advice with a grain of salt. Because you know, I remember one last thing is people would say, "Just wait till they start walking." I was like, "Well, I can't wait for them to start walking. <laughs> You're carrying them around all the time. Just yeah. wait for them to stop talking." Can't wait for them to stop talk, start talking. I can't understand what they're saying. Yeah, you know, it's like there's there's those group of people. It's like oh, just wait. You know, it's like, and I look at it again as I find the positive in it, right? Like, good, they could walk. I don't have to carry them all the time. Good, they could talk. They could tell me what they want. You yeah. know, it's just, you know, but now you know the baby. It's if they cry, they're probably hungry. They poop themselves. You know, so it's just, you start checking off the checklist of how to make them happy. So, yeah, you know, kind of just take stuff. all. Take everyone's advice with a grain of salt. You and your wife do you. You guys are going to be fine, and it's human nature to to figure it out and keep them above ground. 